Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode may contain content not suitable for some audiences, including crimes against children, mentions of suicide, descriptions of a graphic nature, and adult language at times. Listener discretion is advised. Reynard Sinaga is an unassuming man, barely five foot seven tall, with a slim figure, a friendly smile, and thick-rimmed glasses. His friends in Manchester described him as nice, meek, and inoffensive. In fact, Reynard was said to be so square, it was hard to even imagine him getting a parking ticket. But it was under that inconspicuous appearance that Reynard was able to hide his true self. Nobody knew that this man was really one of the worst predators in British history. You are listening to True Crime Britain. Join me, Rhiannon, each Wednesday as I tell the solved and unsolved stories of some of the most disturbing, mysterious and heartbreaking crimes committed throughout the United Kingdom. Welcome to this week's episode. Born on the 19th of February, 1983, in Jambi, Indonesia, Reynard Sinaga was part of a Catholic family and spent most of his childhood in Depok, on the southern outskirts of Jakarta. Reynard's mother, Norma Wati, sent her son and his sibling to attend the state school close to their home 
even though the privileged family could have sent the children to an expensive private school. According to Norma Wati, she wanted Reynard and his siblings to grow up humble. As a boy, Reynard played the piano. Norma Wati described her son as a gentle boy who loved to bury himself in a book. Rather than go out, Reynard was more interested in studying, which was reflected in his grades. After graduating from high school, Reynard studied architecture at the prestigious University of Indonesia and he obtained a bachelor's degree in 2006. It was later noted in the university yearbook under a picture of Reynard was an email address. It was likely that most of his fellow students were unaware that the address translated to quote, shiny pig butt. After his graduation, Reynard went to a college in America, but he returned home just a few months later, saying he didn't like how students in the States were more interested in partying than studying. Hoping for a different kind of atmosphere, 24-year-old Reynard moved to England and enrolled at the University of Manchester. According to his mother, Reynard fell in love with the United Kingdom instantly, and he eventually completed degrees in planning in 2009 and sociology in 2011. Reynard attempted to continue his studies, working towards a PhD in human geography at Leeds University. His thesis on, quote, sexuality and everyday transnationalism among South Asian gay and bisexual men in Manchester was assessed as a fail in 2016. Reynard was, however, permitted to amend and resubmit it. Around this time, Norma Wati was begging her son to return home to help with a family company and look after his younger siblings. But Reynard refused to move back to Indonesia as he felt much more comfortable in Manchester. Although Reynard didn't say it out loud, his country's attitude to homosexuality was likely one of the biggest reasons he chose to remain in the UK. In Manchester, Reynard was able to live openly as a gay man. But in Indonesia, you are only tolerated if you keep quiet and stay discreet about your private life. And not only that, two provinces of Indonesia criminalise same-sex sexual activity. For example, the northern province of Aceh passed a law in 2014 to punish anyone caught having gay sex with a hundred lashes from a cane. Reynard didn't really have to think twice if he should stay in the UK or not. But Norma Wati 
repeatedly had a strange feeling, like her heart was telling her that she had to bring her son back home. Norma Wati continued begging Reynard, even threatening to stop sending him money. But he didn't listen. Less than a year later, Norma Wati received a call that she would never forget. In June 2017, Reynard's parents were contacted by Greater Manchester Police, informing them that their son had been arrested for, quote, a serious crime and was in hospital after a fight. Norma Wati immediately went through all the possibilities she could imagine of what might have happened, as she later recalled, quote, I was terrified. I thought he might have been robbed or had a fatal fight with a robber. He is not the type of boy who likes to fight. When he was a child, he never had a fight with anyone. When Norma Wati visited Reinhardt in hospital, he had bruises all over his face, his neck and other parts of his body. His eyes were barely open. Norma Wati later remembered how angry she was at seeing her son in that state. Quote, After being beaten up by a big, tall Westerner. It made no difference that an Indonesian diplomat had already told Norma Wati that her son was actually being accused of rape. By this point, she was wondering if the other person had simply made up the story to get out of trouble. After leaving the hospital, Norma Wati went to Reynard's flat in central Manchester. She found the whole room upside down, with bloodstains on the bedsheets and the pillows. Norma Wati didn't even dare to think what the fighting must have been like. She just cried for her son's fate and what was about to come. But nothing could have prepared Norma Wati for the truth. The dark side of Reynard's life in the United Kingdom began to unravel when an 18-year-old amateur rugby union player awoke on the floor on the morning of the 2nd of June, 2017. He had been drinking at the factory club in Manchester the night before and got separated from his friends. But fortunately, there had been a good Samaritan who offered to help him. That person was Reynard Sinaga. Reynard invited the lost teenager to his flat, which was located near the club, saying that he could try to call his missing friends from there. Instead, the 18-year-old had woken up in the early hours, still inside the stranger's flat, to find his jeans and boxer shorts around his knees, with Reynard in the process of sexually assaulting him. 
Upon realizing his victim was conscious, Reynard screamed, Help! Intruder! before a fight broke out. Reynard was able to bite the 18-year-old several times, but in the end, his victim was much bigger and stronger, and he beat the fake good Samaritan up so badly he thought he might have killed him. The teenager then managed to call 999 and waited for paramedics to arrive at Montana House. When the ambulance and the police arrived, Reynard was stretched out and taken to hospital with a suspected bleed on the brain. Meanwhile, the 18-year-old, who was initially arrested on suspicion of grievous bodily harm, discovered a white iPhone 4 in his jeans pocket, which belonged to Reynard. After questioning the teenager, Detectives from Greater Manchester Police soon realised they had detained the wrong person. They took Reynard's phone and went to Manchester Royal Infirmary to interview him themselves. The detectives immediately noticed that the 34-year-old was behaving quite oddly, repeatedly asking for his phone to be returned to him and refusing to tell the police the correct pin. When Reynard finally unlocked the phone, he made one last attempt to grab it from the detectives before finally giving up. When the device was examined, the police uncovered videos and photographs showing Reynard raping numerous sleeping men. The initial discovery was shocking enough, but as the investigators kept going through Reynard's devices, including another iPhone, they found much more than anyone could have ever imagined. Altogether, Greater Manchester Police uncovered 3.29 terabytes of extremely graphic material. To put that into perspective, one terabyte can hold 250,000 photos or 250 films. It immediately became clear that there had not been just a few victims. Even describing it as dozens didn't come close. It was going to take the investigators months just to examine all the digital evidence. Like Senior Investigating Officer, Detective Inspector Zed Ali said, It was like trying to put together a million-piece jigsaw without the jigsaw cover. In the end, the excruciating analysis was able to calculate at least 206 victims all of which were men, and as it later emerged, the majority of them were heterosexuals. Investigators were able to uncover a WhatsApp message exchange from July 2015, in which Reynard told his friend his flatmate was moving out, 
The friend replied, You can get in lots of straight boys, darling. To which Reynard responded with a photograph of his latest victim passed out, with a message saying, Ha ha ha, you mean like this one? In addition, in January 2015, Reynard told his friend he had approached a man the previous night who had argued with his girlfriend in Factory Nightclub. Based on the photo Reynard sent to his friend of this man, he had been able to lure him to his apartment. Along with the picture was a message saying, Super Ray saves straight boys from their monstrous girlfriend. Based on the replies from his friends, seeing the inside of Reynard's bedroom wasn't something that happened very often. One friend said that Reynard was always screaming, No, it's too messy, whenever someone tried to enter his room. In the end, Reynard's friends even began to joke that dead male bodies were piling up under his bed even though that's not exactly what was going on. His friends were not too far off. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. After the discovery of the videos and photographs of the sexual abuse, the police questioned Reynard, who claimed that the victims aged between 17 and 36, were not victims at all. According to him, all the men had agreed to participate in a sexual role play, which involved them pretending to be asleep during the act. Proving the lack of consent was one of the biggest tasks for the prosecution in the case, especially because each of Reynard's victims suffered a degree of memory loss and the majority didn't even remember that they had been sexually assaulted. Many of the victims had woken up at Reynard's home feeling disorientated and confused without any idea what had happened the night before, likely thinking that they had drunk too much. Some of the men had even thanked Reynard for taking care of them in their intoxicated state, when in reality, the fake Good Samaritan 
had been the reason for their comatose state. The police concluded that Reynard hunted for his prey at nightclubs and bars near his flat. He would loiter outside for drunk men and convince them to accompany him to his flat by promising more drinks, help to call a taxi or a place to sober up a little. Once inside the home, Reynard would offer his victim a spiked drink. The investigators never did find any drugs inside the apartment or anywhere else. But it is widely believed that Reynard likely used something like GHB. GHB, also known as club drug or date rape drug, can have positive side effects like euphoria and increased sex drive which is why it is often used at parties and raves. But it can also cause symptoms such as sweating, loss of consciousness, nausea, hallucinations, amnesia and even a coma. It could definitely explain the state of Reynard's victims seen in the videos that he had recorded. One of the victims, and the first one who waived his right to anonymity, a man named Daniel, later explained how awful it was to see photographs of the attack. Daniel couldn't remember anything that had happened, so seeing himself so vulnerable in the photographs, in a comatose-like state, looking almost dead, was an unreal experience. Daniel explained the reason why not a single victim had gone to the police earlier. Even though Daniel felt something wasn't right when he woke up in the home of a strange man, he said he was doubting himself, felt stupid, and didn't have a clue what had happened. Another victim, a 21-year-old man, did later recall how Reynard had given him something to drink at his flat. He said, It looked like water, but there was a solution in it, almost like salt. It wasn't as transparent as water. I think I said to him, What's this? This isn't water. And he said, It's water. You need to drink water. After that, the 21-year-old experienced a total blackout until he woke up the next day with, quote, the worst hangover ever. Although the man noticed a used condom underneath a set of drawers, he eventually believed Reynard's explanation of him saving the passed-out 21-year-old on the sidewalk next to the factory that night. All the rapes and assaults followed the same pattern. Reynard drugging his victims and using their bodies, in most cases, for a few hours. While doing so, he filmed the acts using two mobile phones, 
and in some of the videos, it can clearly be heard his victims were snoring, totally unconscious. In addition to filming, Reynard also had a habit of taking, quote, trophies from his victims, including their personal belongings and even screenshots of their Facebook profiles. Quite often, after an assault, without going into too much detail, Reynard would boast about what he had done in a WhatsApp group. For example, clearly hinting that he was targeting and drugging heterosexual men. In early 2015, Reynard sent a text to a friend saying he had just had his first sexual intercourse of the year with a man who was not gay, writing, He was straight in 2014. 2015 is his breakthrough to the gay world. Ha ha ha. Well, he was straight until we woke up naked. Once, Reynard even mentioned a, quote, secret poison that he used to make men fall in love with him. When somebody asked for the recipe, Reynard replied, quote, Black magic, yeah? Ray makes drink potion of gay love. Haha, <laughs> take a sip of my secret poison. I'll make you fall in love. That poison was so powerful that none of these heterosexual men even knew what had happened. But they were still happy that they had woken up at the home of another man rather than another woman. One victim even returned with his girlfriend the next day so that Reynard could confirm that he had been sleeping on his couch. It wasn't until the police contacted him several years later that the truth of the Good Samaritan was finally revealed. Understandably, many of the victims have struggled with their mental health ever since, which is why Daniel decided to speak out in 2021 in the hopes of helping other victims. During the investigation, it was concluded that the earliest known assault took place in the early hours of New Year's Day 2015. By the time the final victim reported him to the police, Reynard had been hunting the men of Manchester for two and a half years. Sometimes there were long breaks between the attacks, but there were also times when Reynard raped multiple victims within the same weekend. Due to the high number of victims, Reynard had to be prosecuted in four separate trials between 2018 and 2020. Despite the mountain of evidence against him, Reynard never admitted to what he had done or showed any signs of remorse. Because he pleaded not guilty to all charges, Reinhard forced his victims to go through trials 
with the evidence of the sexual acts to be shown to the court. His defence claimed that everything seen in the videos and photographs was just part of a sexual game between two consenting adults. Reinhard maintained his story that the other men were simply fulfilling his fantasy by playing dead while he used their bodies. He also claimed all the victims had lied to police to avoid being outed as gay, saying, It's not an easy thing for some people to come out as gay. That has probably influenced the way they want to answer it. They were probably scared that, what if my girlfriend finds out I was lying and that night I was with a man? Needless to say, Reinhard's defence was dismissed as ludicrous. There was no way that he had found 206 heterosexual men all agreeing to play dead and be filmed in the most intimate ways imaginable, while another man used their bodies. It was also noted that Reinhardt had used protection on very few occasions and caused injury to his victims. At the end of Trial 4, the judge stated that she was unaware of any other case of sexual offending of this scale and magnitude. In addition, the Crown Prosecution Service described Reynard Sinaga as being the most prolific rapist in British legal history. In the end, he was found guilty of assaulting 48 men and was convicted of 136 counts of rape. 14 counts of sexual assault, 8 counts of attempted rape, and 1 count of assault by penetration. He was sentenced to a life imprisonment with a minimum term of 40 years. What really marks the seriousness of Reynard's actions is the fact that Judge Suzanne Goddard, QC, considered a whole life order when sentencing him. A sentence like that has never been given to rapists, only murderers. Judge Goddard stated, In my judgment, you are a highly dangerous, cunning and deceitful individual who will never be safe to be released but that is a matter for the parole board. Reynard's earliest possibility for parole will be in 2060, when he is 77 years old. The irony of this case is that Reynard's obsession with filming every single sexual assault he committed was the only reason he was ever convicted. If he hadn't felt the need to keep trophies, the full extent of Reynard's crimes would likely never have been revealed. But instead, Reynard ensured his own downfall. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode and thank you for your kind messages of support, feedback, positive reviews and of course, your patience. I really do appreciate it and I love reading what you have to say. For transcripts, photos, credits and resources relating to today's episode, please visit www.truecrimebritain.com. If you'd like to access things like ad-free, early release and bonus episodes, I'd love you to consider supporting the show by joining me on Patreon, where you could get access to all that and even more rewards from just £1 a month. You can join now by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash truecrimebritain or see the episode description. Don't forget, you can also like, follow and or subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a future episode. There are some big cases coming up and I wouldn't want you to miss out. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and YouTube for regular case updates. Just search for True Crime Britain. If you're already supporting me on Patreon, you can find next week's episode already there waiting for you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and please stay safe. If you are affected by any of the content featured in today's episode, please see the show notes or visit www.truecrimebritain.com where you can find links to further support.